Guys, what's happening? Welcome to the Ben Gad podcast, episode three. Today I've got my first guest on, Lisa Jane Patrick, my lovely fiance. Phenomenal episode. We went through a lot of Lisa's story, um, her life up to now, what she's been up to, and a lot of like her traumas that she's turned from pains into her purpose. Um, a few trigger warnings in there through that, with the likes of disordered eating and um, abuse to be honest so listen with open ears and if you like the episode and you're liking the podcast so, so far please do hit that subscribe button only about 20% of people so far have subscribed Lisa Jane Welcome on to the Ben Gad podcast. You're my first guest. Thank, Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Brilliant. So for any of the unfortunate listeners who don't know who you are up to now, tell them a wee bit about who you are, your background, maybe what you do, and that should keep them busy. Okay, so I am Lisa or Lisa Jane or LJ, it just depends. Um, I feel like right now most people know me as Lisa Jane. Um, Which one do you prefer? I think Lisa Jane. It's, it feels like a bit of an era thing. So like LJ was definitely when I started my business um, and kind of... I was always Lisa growing up. I call you Lisa a lot for some reason. I don't know. I just I think out. Lisa is like the... the inner circle kind of thing um by do for Lisa Jane but you always introduce me as Lisa Jane so yeah. it's an interesting one I call up Lisa. <laughs> maybe it's a lazy thing maybe, maybe. you're just being lazy oh, um, but, but people do call me Lise as well which is um a strange one because it's very few people and I don't know where it ever came from but maybe it's just what they prefer I haven't heard anyone call no. me no um it's definitely a thing um, I am 29. Hopefully Ben hasn't disclosed his age on this podcast <laughs> yet and that you don't do the maths. Um, I'll say no comment. <laughs> um, what do I do? I am a female health coach. Um, when I say female, I mean female specific in the sense that I have gone through some mentorships, etc. on doing female physiology work. So I am hugely passionate about your menstrual cycle does not need to be crazy painful, lying on the sofa, can't do much for days, cranky bitch, um, <laughs> maybe guy, whatever you want to say, um, abusing painkillers, you know, the whole lot. It's You really don't you really don't struggle with all of that like you no. might have in the past but you really don't anymore which yeah I'm, I I wouldn't I'm say that lucky. my period has ever been crazy. Um but I have had a monorrhea, so anyone that doesn't maybe know what that is, that's when your body stops you ovulating, so you can't conceive babies. And two reasons, briefly, why that happens is either that you're under a lot of stress or there's not enough energy fibred coming in. So your body either thinks that there's a famine or there's a war. So it's like, we do not need to make babies. Let's turn off ovulation. And then you lose your menstrual cycle. So I struggled with that for about nine months. So I had no period for nine months. And people are like, oh, great. Like, it's brilliant. No periods, but believe you me it's actually not something that you want especially to try and correct then so that's really common some of my clients don't have menstrual cycles for three months so it's definitely something that then I'm like 
big no-no. Straight in the deep end anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Um, Big red flag. So um, that's definitely something that, you know, I help women resolve that, but also to stop them being moody cows. So if you've got a girlfriend that's just a moody cow, send her my way. Um, And then, you know, it's every woman will eventually reach menopause. And if you have menstrual issues, that's only a snippet as to how your menopause is gonna be. So if we can mm. fix your menstrual issues, then your menopause should be a whole lot easier in comparison. Um, like depression is huge whenever it comes to menopause. And you know, it's never to say that menopause is gonna be easy, or sorry, perimenopause, because menopause is just one year completed of no cycles. Um, but perimenopause is very, higgly piggly squiggly everything and with your hormones so you know i can't say i'm gonna fix your depression when it comes to menopause if that's something you eventually suffer with but i can definitely make the lead up to it easier you know you Mm. typically have a menstrual cycle for 30 40 maybe 50 years um so you know imagine every month being a moody guy and maybe wiping a week out every month it's not going to be easy or enjoyable so Mm. um i think we'll come back to that the the (laughs) the menstrual cycle stuff like okay. i think it's a really interesting topic that like women themselves don't even yeah. know about like i didn't yeah. know anything about it i started going down that rabbit hole with it like i did coach men and women um now i solely coach men for this reason yeah. that it's like it's a disservice not that i can't help women i get great physical transformations with women with uh, through our my pt and health coaching but like I know when they have menstrual cycle issues, I can't help them to the level yeah. that you can. So but the thing is, so you're aware of health. And yeah. unfortunately, a lot of other coaches and um, personal trainers, etc., out there, they just don't really care about health. And that's mm. where a monorea and whatnot comes in is mm. because they're under fueling them yeah, with food so much. A lot of it stems from just like oh, too hard dieting, didn't yeah, it? So it's yeah. like, I think that's like, you can obviously share your story deeper, like where the monorea came from. Yeah. But like, let's keep going into a bit more, like who you what are, what you do. Went straight into the Sorry. the cycles there. <laughs> it's all good. But I was just like, yeah, so yeah that's that's what I mean when I'm a female health coach. Yeah, it's so it's like that you're kind of stuff. Uh, you're a personal trainer. Yeah, you're, I am. You're, you're, I'm a personal trainer and um, health consultant. I work mainly with females. Uh, of course, I still work with fat loss as well. It's mm. um, fat loss and fixing the cycles is going to be a byproduct of each yeah. other um, as well of course getting healthy um, yeah so you briefly said how I got, oh, I'm on a race so I I guess even further than that let's go back uh, seven started dancing mm. um, so I danced from a seven year old this room that we're sat in used to be covered in trophies yeah I think of that earlier yeah pretty, pretty impressive um, so yeah there was tons of trophies in here I danced for what was it six years or so um, not to go down another rabbit hole, but I stopped dancing because my first ever boyfriend told me I needed to give up my mm-hmm. dance competitions on a weekend um, to spend time with him, um, which then becomes a running theme about men in my life until this lovely one in front of me. <laughs> um, let's, let's talk about the the traumas <laughs> to come, but yeah. up to that point. Um, as in from what I was still doing or no let's carry on with what you got up to after the dancing period but we'll come back to, to the traumas and yeah. um, so yeah danced and then obviously 13 you're in high school so stopped dancing and um, only for about two years like doing the dancing I was doing anyway um, and then there was a thing in school called rock challenge which was kind of like a performing arts kind of thing and mm. um, so I done two or three years of that um, 
I did try and go back dancing at one stage. I think I was like 16 and those hips were just not made for it anymore. <laughs> Three years off and I was just like, no, I'm clearly too old. I need to retire. Um, so you took something else up instead, didn't you? What not that, straight away. What, what stage did you get into training? What did you do? Oh, I was... Yeah. 19. Oh, okay. I, I thought it was similar to me, 16. No, I was well, I, I attempted to go to Pure Gym, um, yeah. but obviously you needed to be 18 to get a membership. So I actually well, put 16? in. Mm, maybe I'm wrong. 16 when I went, but. Either yeah. way, I remember using like a fake um, date of birth to get a membership and went with my friend Jasmine, the girl up the street yeah. who I met up with recently. Um, and we were laughing about it. We met up there and we were saying, I got a, a nosebleed from, do you know the fight row plates that you sat on or you done ab workouts and stuff oh. on? I was like, yeah. one of those. <laughs> and a nosebleed. We definitely shouldn't have been there. I hadn't a clue what we were doing. Um, but yeah, no, I think it was, I was definitely older than 16 because I was in college straight after school. Um, mm. So I left school at 16 and went and studied beauty therapy. And then it was then I kind of got into training. Still didn't really know what I was doing though. Yeah, um, no, it wasn't until, yeah, I was definitely 19. Um, I started pole dancing um, as a an exercise form, not as anything other than that. <laughs> um, and kind of started training in the gym then. I need to like reverse what ages I was when I think of years, but I think then I moved to England the year after that. And that's mm. kind of what got me into training more because I was away from home. I didn't really have family or friends there. And um, so I spent most of my time training, to be honest. And then whenever I moved home, I was training in what was Virgin Active then. And um, one of the coaches there was like, oh, why don't you try a bodybuilding show? <sighs> That was fun. And that um, starts off the that the starts next the journey. Yeah, so um, that was twenty fourteen whenever I moved home, and then twenty fifteen I basically started then prepping for a show. Mm. I feel like it wasn't just me that didn't have a clue about him. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, now he has you know prepped other people for shows. They were all right. Yeah. They, you can only not, give someone the level that you already have experienced. Yeah, for sure. Um, if anyone's listening that has a clue about bodybuilding, um, it was a show called Nefma. If you don't have a clue about bodybuilding, it's like the pre-mark version of stuff, you know? <laughs> not not too, now. yeah, exactly. Not too great, but it's definitely the show that most people start yeah, in because it gives you a feel for the stage, than... yeah. Um, it's an expensive competition, actually, in comparison mm. to the worldwide ones. Um so you got into you got into bodybuilding anyway. Yeah. You're a um, so yeah, competed twenty fifteen, done my first show, twenty sixteen, um I done a show. So you normally do like a qualifiers and then obviously if you win or qualify for the British finals and you can go on and do that. Twenty sixteen was a bit of a ropey road, mm. um, done qualifiers in Northern Ireland and then um started prepping for the British uh finals and this is where the disordered eating stuff yeah. started. Um, at the time, um, I was surrounded by actual bodybuilders and they were, you know, able to eat so much food. And I was like, I ended up in keto for 10 weeks and it just wasn't healthy. Um, but then I started binge eating um, because I was binge eating. 
when I knew I shouldn't have been and um, then I went down the bulimic route now some people think of bulimia as you eat something and then you make yourself vomit but there's a lot more terms to it so you could eat and then abuse laxatives you could eat and then over exercise and you could eat and then restrict your calories so there's actually four things that fall under bulimia um, unfortunately I was using laxatives because I have a phobia of being sick mm. Um. I c- if we zoom out for a second though like that sounds quite intense like why did that come about just because of bodybuilding like where did that start like for someone that doesn't really know what bodybuilding is like why does it get to that stage just from going to the gym and standing on stage yeah interesting isn't it whenever it's, it's hard to almost like zoom out and yeah, think of that like, like yourself it's quite but crazy it's- to think it's like i'm going to the gym i'm going to go stand on stage but then i turn into lost my menstrual cycle yeah um i a lot of self-worth issues yeah yeah like uh, bulimia so like what how does going to the gym into there like not to paint that negative light of the gym but it's no, more that yeah. bodybuilding type sort of oh definitely and like a lot of people that people can say it about the gym as well you know you're in the gym because you've got trauma mm. but it's definitely like bodybuilding is like i'm going to prove my worth by Mm. my physical being because Mm. it's just completely subjective Mm. there's nothing like there's no weight that i have to lift on stage no didn't lift 200 kilos it's no one cares i've never done bodybuilding but i can't imagine like how hard it is to be subjectively like judged you know you think and know that you're better than yeah and even the word i just said judged like you're literally judged judges yeah Yeah. you're not scored there's no um marker there's no Mm. points there's none of that it's yeah completely subjective and it's very what's that word like clicky Mm. you know whenever favoritized and things like that so it's like i actually eventually then stopped competing in northern ireland because i was like i'm a nobody and some of these people i'm competing against people know them Mm. so what if i get marked down because it's subjective there's no points so i was like how how can i win my shows but um thankfully it was winning shows here in northern Mm. ireland which was good and not so much in england because i was a small fish in a big pond then you went to that was like your i went to the british finals yeah yeah yeah. um no, I got third in Sorry. England. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll go to there. That's it's 2019. Cool. Um, yeah, so 2016 was the the bulimia, um, and I had won the qualifiers. But then whenever I got to British, honestly, if you see the photos, you can tell I was like sick, mm. like mentally yeah. sick, because it's the reason the bulimia comes about is just because you know that what you're being judged on isn't how much or how little food you're eating doesn't matter what you weigh it's how lean you can get so it's like i really wanted to eat more food because i was starving everyone else around me was able to eat more than i was i think even on that topic it's like again zooming out it's like food you know bodybuilding is primarily based around Food. food so it's like the goal of bodybuilding essentially get as lean as possible yep. how do you get lean for someone that doesn't know you have to eat a calorie deficit so it's like and do shit tons of cardio like a lot of output a, yep. a lot a lack of input yeah we know ourselves like you can do that for so long until yep. you can't do it anymore yep. so talk about that a wee bit if you can like just basically like how many calories you sort of started on where you got to and not to go into a nutrition lesson yeah. but just basically like how it leads to believe me like why was there the need to to get there yeah back then i couldn't even tell you what my calories were but i remember eating like 10 eggs a day like that's a lot like 
you wouldn't even eat that you know um i just hated food like i i still laugh and say like i have ptsd from eating broccoli because (laughs) and even my best friend will tell you like i used to come with fish and broccoli and reheat it in our microwave and she used to hate me um but it and that's how boring it was it was just just, like it's such low calories it has to be like white meat whether it's fish or chicken or turkey and green vegetables low calorie meals low fat meals yeah absolutely and again that the low fat is where the hormones go ski with and then you're losing your cycle because not only is it little calories but little fat because fats are higher in calories than anything else um but then again like also not to just if anyone's listening they're into body but not to completely disregard but there's, yeah. there's healthy ways to do it 100 it's not i don't think the elite level is ever going to be healthy but there's no. better ways to do it yeah which but, thankfully like, then that's what happened 2017 yeah. was you know i had seen a girl course. that um was competing with me at the british finals and she was eating this sounds so random but it was like peanut butter jelly sandwiches you know and i was like how's she not on prep i want that yeah. and eating a rice cake sticking to my mouth yeah oh <laughs> like yeah 100 percent um so then i i had looked the girl up and she is she's a phd in nutrition and she competed herself at the time. Now she's no longer because, again, she knows the crack. It's not healthy mm-hmm. as a maintainable thing. Like, you can get lean if you have enough muscle on higher calories, but it takes a long time. And I guess that, you know, 2017 then, I um, I worked with Amelia. No, no restrictions. Like, I was still having Nutella and donuts and all sorts, you know, 10 weeks or not 10 weeks, like 10 days out. And people are like, oh, you're going to lose. You know, you can't eat Cocoa Pops and win a show. Well, I tell you, I won the show again. And I was, that show meant more to me than most show. Well, most shows I had done at this point because it was my title and I, I wanted to keep my title, you know. And it was, there was another girl I was competing about against, sorry, that had competed against me the year before and i think in the first year so 2016 when she competed against me she got fourth and i got first and i was like this bitch better not steal my title <laughs> <laughs> thankfully i won again um, but she got second this time mm-hmm. and she went to the british finals as well um i don't think i placed in it but i was just i was happy with my package and the more obviously you get seen in bodybuilding kind of the better you can place because people are like okay no she's still turning up she's still involved in this sport which i'm not sure that the sport because yeah, again you're not a, getting on stage it's called a it's sport, subjective it's, it's a subjective yeah. sport so like if we kind of you would compete for seven years was it um i done four seasons so okay, four so years so of competing. seven shows seven shows yeah. yeah so that's a lot of shows within four years yeah you danced for six years yeah so six years dancing four years bodybuilding um belfast girl mm-hmm. i think you mentioned that yeah sorry um, i live in the house that i was brought home from hospital to <laughs> yeah so that's very contrary to me yeah um, which i think is the whole thing that we are very much about is the yin and the yang the, yeah. the, the differences the polarity so you've done your dancing bodybuilding you are a female personal trainer female specific yeah. health coach so i started that just after 2017 season of competing yeah so that was your follow-on from bodybuilding yeah because you sort of realized but i still went on to compete again after yeah. that because i competed 2019 but totally different in the sense i'm still working with amelia who was the nutritionist and mm. um, but we took a year off 2018 one to allow me to start my business and two 
to actually take time off and grow some muscle mm. um, and make dieting the following year easy. Mm-hmm. But I dieted for 42 weeks the next year Oof. to pull the weight off. Um, I think we lost, I went from 70 kilo to 49, so 21 kilo. Yeah, it was a dope. I was, at the time I was still working in Ikea, so we'll throw that in the mix. I worked there for seven and a half years and moved jobs throughout Ikea business, but um, I was a kitchen designer as my last position I actually really enjoyed. And I remember we used to park on the top floor of the car park at Ikea and I remember being 40, well, it was probably like 51 kilo, walking the top floor during winter. I was like, am I going to blow away? Because <laughs> 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 it was, you know, pretty light, yeah, pretty um, light especially for a, a, a grown adult. Yeah. Well, it was only four years ago, so it was 25. And yeah, yeah. um, so it was definitely totally uniforms couldn't fit me there was the smallest uniforms even clothes i remember 2019 going to finals and having a size six pair of leggings on and it Crazy. could literally fit my hands like well you could have fit a basketball into Whoa. the waist with me Whoa. um i was so tiny but then that led me i guess to now where i'm working on my own health stuff because mm. of all the health stuff that happened and yeah. um, with that last season i was still unhealthy as much as I was healthier um, my hair was thinning my menstrual cycle disappeared um, what do you think like what we kind of know why it was malnutrition why, why and was that? Yeah. malnutrition stress on the body not enough food coming in you eat so little yeah so like I, I know my priority on nutrition quality yeah generally. I was doing 90 minutes of cardio every day for that prep especially towards the end um, and I know at one stage my calories were like a th- 1,100. Yeah, um, so it's just massively undernourished. Yeah. And then you're massively outputting. Yeah. And we know that output. I'd have fought you for an apple. <laughs> like, honestly. Thank you, ma'am. That was definitely like, it was weird. It wasn't yeah. that I wanted crap food. It yeah. was like, I just wanted more food, like yeah. an extra apple or a turkey that's burger. My, that's one of my meals. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that led to what we would say is like health issues yeah. malnourishment leads yep. to what would you say your hair was falling out because yep. you didn't have the essential um, nutrients uh, amenorrhea yeah uh, what else did you say is there any other health symptoms that came about i just ballooned way up so yeah. quick um but again so the disordered eating kind of came of back a little bit then um i was binging but i wasn't suffering with bulimia mm-hmm. um and i put my 21 kilo back on yeah. which felt like overnight when I look back but um I would say a lot of it was inflammation one yeah. from the food choices I was making mm-hmm. but two the emotions that was behind like fueling yeah. me to overeat and yeah. um, I remember like waking up at 3am eating full-blown binges yeah. um and it was just emotions pure emotions um I, the, the lack of calories and lack of fats will screw the brain as well yeah you know, screw cycle and people yeah, exactly <laughs> and then um, like I think a lot of the listeners aren't going to be bodybuilders, but no. they're probably going to the gym, they've probably dieted, yeah. and then any women that are sort of listening to the same, they also, you know, maybe done really low calories or are going to, like, mm. try to, see, how can we relate that to them, like... Oh, my clients, my female clients have yeah. to earn the right to diet, yeah. like... Um, you can't just go into the gym, I want to lose fat, let's go 1100 calories, you can oh but you're going to likely end up where yeah. you end up. Yeah, you can't under my watch, I tell yeah. you that much. Um, my clients, as I said, they have to earn the right to diet. So mm-hmm. especially a lot of 
females definitely struggle a bit more with mm. the binge tendencies yeah, it might not do. be binge eating or disordered eating but it's definitely like you know they get to the evening and they're like oh I just love a wee bar mm. of chocolate i feel like the women like will like binge restrict binge restrict yeah and then lads are just like give me it all like oh, i'll eat everything five thousand calories in a yeah, meal no bother like, i'll just eat everything so yeah. lads generally overeat women will under eat overeat under eat overeat mm. you know so yeah for sure but it's not always to the for but i feel like that's a general yeah. tendency yeah and again then you know you're a male i'm a female and we know that they're yeah. the things that 100%. yeah i would tend to restrict and then well i would have uh, restrict and then you go got, hard got and that pretty under control now yeah, I don't think I've binged in a long time, but yeah. give me a dairy milk caramel <laughs> and it's still a bit of a struggle. Yeah. But we don't have them in our household for yeah, that reason. That's it. Don't buy what your triggers. Don't, yeah. don't keep your triggers in your house. Yeah, it, um, it, definitely not in the house. Like, I know I can have them. Um, you don't restrict them. In control, way. as in the, the dairy milk caramel is definitely a thing. I, I can take you back to childhood memories, yeah. you know, not getting my own way, needing Ooh, comfort and. That. Um, yeah, the Jerry McCamera. I actually was talking to my granny about it the other day. I was like, Do you remember? And she was like, No. I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we've talked about the bodybuilding and we're relating that to your health coaching now. Yeah. I, I love the saying, like I probably said in my first podcast, your voids become your values. Like mm-hmm. you're a void of the health and yeah. you're st- unfortunately still dealing with some of the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just a long road for people. So that's become your value now, isn't it? Like, you value health yeah. and your health coaching yeah some of your original first coaches all due respect maybe just didn't know better and no. led you to a lot of poor health yeah so it's like you want to and do something it, different it's the yeah. element of you know to be a pt you really don't oh, need Jesus much Christ. let's talk about that like you can get it in a two-day weekend course yeah. mine was like a 12-week course mm-hmm. and then you had to do a case study so thankfully it was at least about six months but you can get qualified as PT in a weekend and then you can go tell somebody a thousand calories, give them mm-hmm. six training sessions a week. They might get a nice before and after photo, but like you said, they might... They'll be with us after that. They'll be with us. <laughs> they'll gain 20 kilos yeah. and they'll only wish they were as fat as when they started. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, it's a sad story. My mentor, Luke, I remember hearing a story of said company uh, that deals with a lot of transformations. The mm-hmm. lady got a mad transformation and two years after that she was a lot a lot bigger than she started spent twenty thousand pounds going to psychiatrists um she had basically arthritis in her joints everything and then i was recently with other trainers the other day and i was also talking to the said company and they said during one of the photo shoots one of the guy had a broken arm because he was so brittle bones Mm. um because of how, how low calories and how much diet he was doing so it's crazy like it's a cowboy industry out there like yeah. do your research on your pt yeah. put it that way but at the same time like there there is now better courses out there yeah, for yeah. sure like, but uh, i don't think the pt course is the be all and end all either no, it really doesn't not. teach you much it's, so even if they were there longer i don't think the stuff the curriculum no. is kind of the greatest so what i would say is like it's a license to learn it, we yeah. say that you know it's yeah it's the same as any industry really you know like unfortunately ours is so short but any industry like you know a doctor and like you're not got all that life experience mm. you might have five years of degree and um award experience but yeah which is a hell of a lot better than what pts do but yeah. it's a license to learn yeah 
and I think that's where we've really delved deep in the past few years is like yeah. spent a lot of money educating ourselves so we can really give good service yeah. get people a physical transformation that they can keep long term not destroy the health improve uh, all their health symptoms that they're coming to us with yeah. and you can help women with their uh, menstrual cycle so they're not crippled 10 days out of every month yeah you know, bleeding um, for three months straight exactly, you never yeah, know it's crazy. but like in my first year i invested in um i went to m10 and done a mm. weekend course with them etc and done some small courses but you went knees deep and yeah. um just, that was my own self yeah you know yeah so. but it's that if you're gonna if you want to get into the industry i don't think it's wrong to do a weekend pt course as long mm, as, as long. you follow it up with whatever you're passionate about whether that is you know the female physiology kind of mentorships whether that's a mentorship with only a c you know mm-hmm. things like that people with knowledge pay for their time because other than a very few courses now mm-hmm. i don't think you're ever going to come away from a pt qualification no, with like, the the knowledge that you really need for this health industry to, to like you know what you spend with like a degree mm, like yeah another you spend four grand a year across the water you spent nine yeah so let's go with the lower end 12 grand for a three-year bachelor's degree mm-hmm. why then can you do a pt course for a thousand pound or 500 mm-hmm. pound and then that's all the studying you ever do yeah you should be doing your pt course for a year and then spend the 11 grand yeah okay maybe you don't have 11 grand but across the next three, three to five years reinvesting that money yeah because the more you learn the more you earn essentially mm-hmm. But and the more you can help people, it's not just yeah, about money. Yeah, well, that's like. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but I'm aware most of our audience probably aren't PTs, but yeah. they're probably people that want to improve their health. Yeah. There's some women there. There's a lot of lads with partners. Yeah. Everything the, you've the heard long. thus far in this podcast is all just about like we're health coaches that care and yeah. you know do your due diligence of who you're who you're working with and what yeah. they're doing with you. Um. So like. We've talked about the dancing, the bodybuilding, your health coaching. What else does people not know about you? Like you've been doing some new stuff recently, uh, which has been pretty cool. Your a lot of your clients tell you that you should you should be a counselor. Mm-hmm. You should. I was like, where's he going with this? <laughs> <laughs> you started up women's circles. You've done qualification recently. Like you're not just a health coach. No. You know, people say you should be a counselor, and you you teach me a lot as well. Yeah. I started going to therapy when I was 15, mm, um, yeah. which um, came off the back of being in a pretty abusive relationship. I worked in like a kid's play. <laughs> the curtain just fell. Um, <laughs> I worked in a kid's play centre and one of my employees um, just, just approached me one day and was like, I don't think that you're okay. Um, mm how would you feel about you know talking to someone and I was like oh I don't know I don't really like that's pretty scary what about if my mum finds out you know and it was actually another girl that I worked with was one of my mum's best friends so I was like oh and but actually her and this guy both took me to it was it was facing the spectrum center on the shankel i can't remember much about it i remember going in and she just asked me a few questions and i was just like and then she was like okay so i'm gonna have to see you know which therapist i'll pair you up with and i was like hell no nah. I, I just told well. you stuff I that, that well. i have never told anybody yeah, you're have, my therapist i had that exactly <laughs> same thing i was in lisbon my first counseling 
I lived in Kilkeel, I went to Lisburn. I don't think I've ever shared this story, but I went to Lisburn to get away from anyone that would know me. Mm. You went to this room, it was like a, what do they, what do they call it? It's like a, they hear your story to then assign you to a therapist. Yeah, but they don't tell you that. No. I opened up, this lady was crying and everyone. She's like, yeah. I'm really sorry about that. So we'll assign you a therapist. And I was like, what? Yeah. I have to tell my story again. And then I got another therapist and didn't really like her. Yeah. So I went through well, three thank, sessions. Thankfully, I managed to keep mine. Oh, I don't know whether her. it was the tears that really yeah. pulled on her. But I, yes, I managed to keep her. And she was like, well, you know, you know. And yeah. Um, and back then, like, you have so many ways of, your emotions showing like mm. I was OCD about like numbers and colors and all trying to keep my ducks in a row yeah. so I was like I had to wear like if I was wearing a blue top or a white top mm. and then a blue hoodie and then blue pants and blue socks you know everything had to be so because my life was a mess mm. um but yeah so I went to therapy quite young um and then it always like whether it was her wisdom it just always stuck with me but I remember um, a few years down the line kind of got in a bit of a messy situation again and I remember crying on my bed and my mum was like do you want me to get that therapist number I was like I don't have it and then somehow or another we managed to get her number and I was like do you know yes. what I don't need her mm. but I'm glad to know that her number's there if yeah. I feel like I do big girl panties on <laughs> I can do this and that must have been I was 19 at that stage that's whenever obviously then I got into training and stuff you know coping mechanisms are there mm. again Um. But I don't know what it was. I just always had like this. People used to say it's like being a light worker. You always have that inner wisdom and the right words. And, you know, I know that you started your journey with self-development really early. Well, now that I say that, I actually remember reading The Secret back whenever I moved from England. So again, I was 19. Um, but I don't think I really kind of took it in or anything like yeah. that. And it just, yeah, it was always there with the vice um but yeah since being a coach it's been the number one you should be a therapist you should be a counselor you just care number one yeah. thing you care like and i listen yeah you know and, and you i can go way way on you and be like i'm a pisces i have all water signs then doesn't but part yeah, of it is very much that i'm just gentle gentle loving loving so yeah. i like people come to me and my arms are open I can listen to you to my ears go numb um, well I have good things to say hopefully um, can't always Most promise it's just listening to ears yeah. like people just want to be heard like people the answers within heard. you no, I don't have the answers for you and yeah. it's maybe just perspectives that you need sometimes yeah. and um, you know just a few words of wisdom yeah. to like send you or encouragement to send you on the path that you know that you need to go and mm. do x y and z um, is this where plant medicines come in? <laughs> I think you had another therapy experience. Oh yeah, before yeah. that, Chase, that, that's how we. So this was kind of number two. Yeah. Yeah. Across yeah. so many years, that was. Oh, I was fifteen, and then yeah. I was. You hadn't done therapy again until twenty-seven, so it's a good eight years between. Mm. And a lot of shit in there. Yeah. So it's stuff that could have been dealt with sooner, but you didn't. Yeah. Really. Um, and I, I guess, like, uh, had I have done the therapy I'd done when I was 27, when I was 15, boy, it would have saved me a lot of shit, man. <laughs> um, and I guess there's the difference between talk and therapy, and I'm going to call it, like, root therapy. Mm, root cause. 
is a cause maybe who knows um but it's just the element that i'll reverse that that statement (laughs) um so when i what year was that 2021 yeah uh yeah so 2021 was the year that ben and i met i would say um so the end of 2020 i was working with a girl I'm just going to give you her name because I can't tell you what she does. The Nurturing Nook. Mm. Um, yeah. I really like, and even now, you know, she's kind of back kicking off the business and stuff again. And I had sent her a message. I was like, people need you. Like, I found the affirmations that she had, um, we developed together for me. And I was like, shit, that's powerful. Mm. Um, she's very good at what she does. It w- It's not therapy. Um, but I was just on a path. Um, so that was the end of 2020 and then I found the Mark Toner podcast, DJ mm. McGuire, Breathwave, I think you've talked about things like this so um, yeah I was doing Breathwave then for quite a while and it's an online breathwork platform yeah that uh, I've heard about before but it's very very good yeah it's Wednesday nights, Breathwave Ireland definitely get on it yeah it's <laughs> a quick plug um and I used to I used to rave about it. Not not that I don't anymore, but just Wednesday nights um are my busy work evenings. Um so yeah, on a Wednesday I have posted up that <laughs> Good story. Dun, dun, dun. I was like, everyone needs to get on this breath wave. Ronan is the only man I run to bed for and I run to bed for <laughs> early. So I had said at the end of 2020 that the shutters were down, no man was getting in. So this was the only man I would run to bed for was Ronan. I shared on Instagram, tagged him. He reshared it laughing and uh, Ben Gad slid in the DMs. Or, you know. <laughs> I see you're on breath. I like it. <laughs> I see you do the cold water therapy too. Um, so yeah, we got chatting and it's very strange because Ben's not a phone call person and neither am I and I was decorating my house at the time Ben was at work yeah. and he was like do you want to have a phone call I'm on my lunch I was like sure I'll go for a walk I'll have a chit chat and there we were talking away and I was like oh I'm, you know thinking about doing um, therapy with that Deidre one and he was like oh no way that's what I'm doing and then we started talking with some mad synchronicities remember so right knee yeah. heart problems in the family and all lived with our sisters it was uncanny right. that's very weird yeah that's exactly the same as my story yeah. same same same, same. 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 <laughs> um, I remember actually talking about the right knee thing and we're like do you know what that relates to and you're yeah. like uh, masculine and I was like what that's what I was about to say and then, yeah. um, and then I was just friends with Ben. Yeah, he's had me in the friend zone. <laughs> As I, I said, my help. shutters were down. Um, it was actually, we were chatting for like two weeks because it was like my birthday and stuff was coming up. And um, one of my friends, with Ben and I had arranged to meet, one of my friends was like, does Ben know that it's just his friends? And I was <laughs> like, mm, I don't know. Why would he not? And he was like, you might want to just text him and double check. So I text Ben. I was like, hey, just want to check in that tomorrow's just his friends, right? And you were like, hmm. I was kind of hoping not, but um, <laughs> yeah, well, sure. I was well in the friend zone and wasn't best pleased. No, but I was going to Newcastle. So was it like, was I'd work a, bit of a li- little less hassle for you. I was like, totally understand if you don't want to meet up in that case. Um, first day we met, we hiked down. Yeah, first night was it? Yeah. Yeah. Was I pulled up in the car park. Such a charmer. And I had the, the beats blasting yeah. out of my wee polo beats. 
and the dog jumps out the window at me. I was like, fuck, didn't even know he had a dog. Never mind, was the dog coming? <laughs> um, dog came out the window. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we had Doan and we had great chats. And then Ben had already... seasons up there, didn't it? Yeah. It was really sunny. And then it was hailstone coming down and then yeah. started lashing. And as really I said, windy. I danced all my life, so I didn't spend time in nature. I spent time in dance halls, so I was not was an outdoorsy floors. girl. This is like looking at her feet going on. Every time they so went into a big sludge, it was like, mm, mm. do you remember that? Yeah, I was like, mm, this girl's a bit like yeah. city girl. But you had already done a session with Deidre at this point. Yeah, so we'd love to um, chat about. Yeah, so then I decided it was for me. Um, teacher's class in the sense that she kind of asked you for your top 10 traumas and then I guess combined you know one trauma kind of happens because another trauma had happened um, and as I said abusive relationships I've also been cheated on and when I went to daydream my opinion of men was that men lie cheat and leave um, so that's why my shutters were down I knew I needed to do healing um, and as I went through each session with Deidre, Ben and I got closer and closer. And after session three, he stopped the lips on me one night. <laughs> <laughs> and and there was no friend zone. <laughs> um, but you know what? The fact that it happened after session three for me was great because I still have one session mm. left in my package. Yeah, and to deal with the triggers that came up because at the time I was working with an ex-partner in the gym mm, and we were due to go back to the gym um, after COVID. Yeah. And now this boy who was also a personal trainer that I said I would never go out with another personal trainer again because, you know, they're just slimy and they're all around all the girls in the gym <laughs> um, has just kissed me. And, oh my God, like trauma, 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 trigger, trigger, trigger. This man is gonna lie, cheat, and leave. Um, so to Deidre we went with those things, and it was nothing to do with Ben. It was nothing to do with the ex-boyfriends. It was in fact to do with my father, because um, that's what my father did. My father lied. He cheated, and I guess he didn't leave, but my mom kicked him out. <laughs> um, yeah, best thing ever, she ever done, really, in the end. Um, and I'm proud of her for doing it because it was the right decision for us as kids. Um, so yeah then obviously worked with Deidre and then we done some extra stuff with Deidre mm. um, after that so we had a few more like group sessions I guess and learning some of the work that she done which was cool to then not to say that we're qualified in that stuff but just again to share it with our clients and you know teach them about state um, which is to stop take an inhale of air be thankful for something mm-hmm. exhale I never, I never forget that stuff we learned like you know, no it was, really it was powerful. powerful yeah it was and really triggered a shit sitting in the chair mm, went to town on me. yeah and it was something we actually spoke about quite recently was we used to have this rule at the start of our relationship then that was like we either tap or we talk um, and that's I definitely one I think our relationship blossomed because we were dealing with our shit and um, that was definitely that was something that Deidre said to you like if you don't deal with this mm. now it'll come up in your relationship um, right. yeah um, so anytime we were triggered which you're always going to be then or no, yeah, <laughs> you're never going to get through life though without no, being triggered no, I mean like you know no. no one's free of that shit um, but it's then having tools to be able yeah. to cope with okay I'm triggered what do I do um, and you can typically tell when your partner's triggered if you can't i don't know you need some extra emotional intelligence um and some awareness but yeah we could tell um 
we tap to talk to we don't really do that anymore but we've made a, a <laughs> new version we're always yeah. growing we're always getting to the new level but yeah. like we tapped or talked so what does that mean what is tap or talk i'll <laughs> <laughs> say to talk through whatever's annoying you. yeah yeah so we got we got a choice you can either like you can't just ignore it leave yeah. me alone you know, yeah. it's like you have to deal through it as a yeah. couple so we talked on whatever that situation was all our taps so you know duties thing was emotional freedom technique tapping yeah. eft and it's it's that's what she taught us yeah and especially because so tapping's good in the sense like it doesn't need to make sense yeah um it doesn't need to be talked about you know that it's probably not the truth like if I was triggered to do with something to do with Ben, again, it probably wasn't a Ben thing. It was probably a thing to do with my dad. Yeah. So, like, is it Ben that's causing me this trigger? Or is Ben triggering a emotion or a thought or an experience that I've had based yeah. on, you know, yeah. my... And that's the sad thing is, like, a lot of relationships will break down yeah. based on past triggers. Yeah. yeah well, well, this and is that's what we mean about the root memories. stuff with yeah. Deidre. Like, Deidre, there's really not much talking in her, in her chair. I remember the first session it was just like going through it yeah. but then it's like tapping is, is it's emotional freedom technique which you're kind of bringing up into the, the memory bringing and up the scary nasty memories which is hard to do yeah. and you do the, the tapping therapy and then you sort of focus on a new memory we could go into it deeper but that's her realm yeah you, you'll yeah. hopefully have her on yeah that would well, be cool uh, come on yeah um, <laughs> so we maybe talk about that but yes yeah, so it's 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 basically cutting that old um cutting that trigger you know mm-hmm. so it's like you're stopping that trigger you're it's stopping a that pattern interrupt yeah, it's a pattern. What, yeah you're stopping that pattern and you're coming back to your presence rather than stuck in the past mm-hmm. stuck in that fight or flight response that we talked about in the last episode and um so you kind of we, we got that choice do you want to tap on it and just you know you can do it on your own fingers you can do yeah. it on your forehead and, and sometimes we would like own. depend on who was triggered the other person would tap yeah. as an encouragement and a, yeah. you're not weird for doing this so when you're triggered it's very easy to just sit in that slump and i guess like for any like anyone listening to this that you know can relate to this with their partner it's like trying to find tools to work through challenging times together mm-hmm. it's like as much as we are you know thankfully engaged with earth we all i like to say we're a thriving couple like mm-hmm. it's not been easy like there's been no. nearly the end of the road several times yeah. and there's still get challenging times yeah. but we we choose to work through that together yeah. um and i just find it really sad like really sad to see people not uh, or relationships break down uh, because of maybe subconscious patterns mm-hmm. because of old memories that they aren't aware of mm-hmm. that's causing the arguments yeah and the arguments like i can't do this anymore i can't do yeah. this anymore it's like do you have to talk or tap on it no yeah but find your way of mm-hmm. sort of working through it together and like weekly check-ins and stuff that's yeah. something we're kind of looking at bringing back we go through cycles of yeah. doing them that's and then we go through cycles of cycles of different things yeah. you know we don't do the tap talk anymore. Yeah. We, we didn't and then we stopped that and then we were, when we were in saudi um we talked about we done a weekly sat in the park together in the sun with a cup we, of tea with a cup of tea and reviewed our week like how are mm-hmm. you feeling do you need any support yeah and we stopped that and now I definitely want to bring that back in. We've got some new things that I that I'm not sure. It, it wouldn't even make sense to other people, so there's no point in sharing it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, just find your thing or your space or your you know, make it a weekly or even weekly date nights. Mm-hmm. Date night doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It's a hundred pound meal, like people Absolutely think. Absolutely not. Wouldn't people, thank you for it. You say hundred pound meal or date night, people think it's a meal out, yeah. you know, or it's a cinema. Yeah. It's like 
we literally have a cup of tea at the beach usually, you mm-hmm. know, and we haven't been as consistent with that as we should. Yeah. I said I was going to do it last week, but rugby was more important. <laughs> <laughs> Done the relationship, listen to this. I was Ireland and New Zealand, come on. Most of your listeners are lads, so they're going to be like, I shut I, you up, Lisa. I, I get you, I get you. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about, that was a long-winded uh, way of going off therapy Lisa, yes Lisa, people call lisa a therapist and yeah. I, I keep saying you should go and do a counseling course or i will one day yeah. i definitely will um our next venture is pretty big Oosh. um <laughs> time consuming to yeah. start um give me a year or so and yeah. i'll definitely do it i think it's just finding the right course for me um yeah. because obviously you can go through like colleges and things like that um and do it that way i don't know if i want to do like nlp whether i want yeah. to do actual like straight you'll up find, counseling it will say, present yeah. itself when yeah. the teacher will appear when the student is ready cool. love that one um so yeah for now my recent thing to kind of mm. open that was i went on my kundalini recce still yet to do it on me I'm still scared to use it. The dogs had the most of it, <laughs> um, and myself. So what is Kundalini Reiki? Because I don't, I still don't fully. I'm gonna butcher it. Well, give me um, an explanation. Kundalini Sorry. is an is an energy force that's already within you. Um, it comes from the root chakra up, um, and it's just about opening those mm. passageways. So whenever, like, I am now attuned to that energy, mm. and I can bring the energy up through my chakras, out through my hands, and bring that energy into your body, because I'm attuned to the energy, and I've opened up those chakras. Mm. The Kundalini energy, yes, I'm bringing some into you, but I'm bringing it into you to awaken yours. I'm not, yeah. so I think anyway, <laughs> um, I'm not doing anything to you. You yeah. know, it's your own energy that's opening again. Yeah. This, I was the only person in the course when I write on it um, that doesn't already do some form of therapy in that sense. Therapeutic mentality. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, the therapy I do is gym therapy yeah. with people. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, how that kind of comes. But mm, I've done... Yeah, only recently you qualified, you haven't really offered it yet. Yeah. So. I do have a space, obviously, here in this room that we're yeah. in. This is where you offer breath work, but... Um, it's putting that practice together in the sense that normal Iraqi, like you, 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 I can't say it, you, USI something, um, which is the more typical Iraqi, is a bit longer of a process. Mm. Kundalini Iraqi takes three to seven minutes. Yeah. So, you know, can you imagine coming in for a treatment that's three to seven minutes when I just <laughs> sent John your egg in? So it's more, again, this is something that. I'm kind of trying to get creative. Mm. So, you know, you would have like some music and singing bowls and um, chimes and... You're creating your Yeah, so it's allowing my creativity to flow, Mm. which is a feminine thing. I'm very good at sitting in my masculine, my do's, Mm. rather than my bees. Um, Yeah, so just figuring out how that looks in the future. Um, But again, I think... For me, I can really see that when the next project pulls off. Mm. Um, but part of that as well is, obviously, this Ben's podcast. You all know he runs men's circles. 
the men's circles i'm not gonna say it was my idea <laughs> but the two, name was your idea yeah the name was my idea but as in two years ago i said i was gonna start women's circles and i never did yeah. i had my name never done it well i started um, making a logo yeah, which is yeah. not the logo now um and i was like yep gonna do it you know i have all this wisdom to share and then i felt like i lost all my depth yeah. lost my little spiritual self and um, I used to go to the beach for full moon on my own. I n- never attended other things. I just was like, this is all about me, done some practices. And then, yeah, got a boyfriend and got busy. <laughs> <laughs> Not but blaming it's just him. Like, it was interesting for me to witness because like, mm. I would never force you into doing anything. But no. like, you spoke about it so much and then yeah, you did sort of shrink a wee bit yeah. um, that part of yourself but yeah. you expand other parts of yourself and that's yeah. like life goes in seasons Yeah, but it was like I think I because when I got with you I went so into oh my god there's so much health knowledge yeah. I don't know and I got really inspired by you in that yeah. sense that I started studying more rather than just being spiritual but then I think it was like what I was going to get at is like healing comes in layers mm. like, and you when you had when we started the relationship like you went into a new chapter and a new yeah. layer that it was yeah. like I don't, I don't want to say you came away from your spiritual self but you you definitely were still processing a lot of your past traumas yeah like uh, especially with me there it was like you were accepting me yeah but, but it's it, hard to subconsciously yeah now that you're saying that too as well though i'm like probably for 2021 i was still in my spiritual self yeah. and then January 2022, I had a big slap up the face mm. that I never dealt with um, when I bumped into my abusive ex-partner's mm. mother um, while I was at an empowerment event with yeah. my mother. Um, wow, has that thing came to bite me so many times for not dealing with it. Yeah. I don't even know why I never dealt with it with Deidre. It was definitely on my top 10 traumas. Mm. I um, Gabby Bernstein is... I don't know, a self-help author is what I'm going to say she is. She has quite a lot of books. Um, and one thing that she says is that things will hide until you've got the support and the tools to deal yeah, with them. That's exactly and that, what I said to my earlier. Yeah, that's a like, big thing for me is, you know, this thing then came up 2020, January 2022. Um, it came up right until, what, your mum left the start of August to go to Australia. Mm, and yeah. still then... I bumped into then his stepdad and I was like oh my god when is this gonna stop um and then I think we done ayahuasca the next week and it was a huge part of what came up for me then and so many things unraveled I've done like a soul retrieval session session with a girl and you know she brought back fragments of myself from that relationship and stuff but I think it was just understanding a lot of things. Um, I'm back in therapy now, mm. um, dealing with a lot of that. Um, I think like the really like cool point on that is like you're not in a really dark place. You're not no. unhappy. No, it's like but you're still doing therapy. It's still like, in the bag that I drag. As soon as you say like you're on therapy, it's like, oh, is she okay? Does, yeah. she, does she need yeah. a bit of help? Like yeah. it's like no, I'm just dealing with my shadow yeah like, so know. i can be my better self and yeah. to let go of again the shit that's in my bag that i drag yeah it's the bag like that's a good good way of saying it it's like the way it was the shadow work was taught to me it's like a black bag that you carry over your mm-hmm. shoulder and it's only shadow because you keep it in the dark yeah and it's like therapy helps you take it out of the dark bring it into the light you can yeah. see you can see it whether it's parts of you that 
like you're dancing you know mm-hmm. that you just started again yeah parts of you that could, you could, that could be really positive yeah keep them dark but then also really like traumatic negative things mm-hmm. that once you bring into the light you're like oh geez, that's, that's hard that's hard and that's heavy that's and, heavy and hard, there's so some weeks i come away from negative. therapy crying my eyes out and other weeks i'm like right yeah. ready here Maybe we go what are we doing like, what's going on here yeah yeah like, beginner in the kitchen it's yes. like i think it's such a powerful thing and really important to highlight is like therapy's not for when you're broken like it can be yeah (laughs) it can be but it's just like i have done i've probably said my first podcast like i've done three or four different therapy forms now and the other night we were um you know at a self-development event and you're always growing like Mm. you're always doing more layers and i think it's like it's also important to distinguish like it's not like we're like self-help addicts but you're we always need to grow yeah like if you're not growing you're dying is it it's sort yeah. of a cl- cliche quote but then also like growing doesn't always look the same either yeah, exactly and we always have layers and sometimes like for me a big thing that came up whenever i was doing the kundalini Reiki was like kundalini is a feminine energy mm-hmm. and like whenever you're even doing your achievement it's like you can ask all these questions but asking questions is very masculine energy yeah. it's like you need to understand you need to yeah. get it right whereas like feminine is just just let it be yeah. you know it is what it is and you'll know yeah. you know yeah. um and for me then a huge thing i got from that was a way that i grew was often allowing myself to sit still mm. um you know i could never have gone for a, a walk without headphones for a long time yeah. in my life and you did some external noise yeah always yeah I, I think that's such a common thing like 100 people like it's like oh i couldn't sit with my thoughts for five seconds mm-hmm. like really? was, you couldn't sit with your own thoughts yeah. for five seconds and it's not a judgment but it's just like you got some work to do yeah um and it's not like again it's not like we're better than you or no. anyone's better than you but it's like how much more freedom and joy could you experience in life if you could sit with your thoughts mm-hmm. without crazy thoughts or crazy um like pushing them away yeah. so like the therapy the plant medicines all the different self-development tools it's just ways to make you more free yeah and to make you I think it's like the more you work on yourself, the more depth you have then to go help other people. Yeah. It's like if you, it's the whole thing, if you don't have, if you don't fill your own cup, how the hell can you pour for others? Mm. So it's like therapy, the, the, the counselor, whatever it is you do, it's all allowing yourself to fill your own cup yeah. so you can give to others it's like how do you change the world you understand start to change yourself. yourself as well yeah, like you know what do you like what do you not like you know and often when you look at others and see the things that you like it's because those things are in you mm. but also the things that you look at and you don't Judge. like about them yeah. are also the things within you it's like fat mirror like yeah it's so hard to deal with but yeah. like yeah like the things you judge about someone like it's just a pure reflection like and it's like you might hear that and be like, oh, that's not true. Like, I, I judge overweight people. It's like, no, it doesn't mean that you're overweight. It means you don't like something about your body. Yeah. You know, and that was a big thing for me. It was like, you know, I didn't like the way my posture was and I was in a bit of pain and stuff. And it's like, I maybe judge someone else's body. And it might have been their size or mm. they were less muscly than yeah. me. Or, well, you, you're, it's not their you're, posture. You're, it's, it's just your, something about their it's body. Your mechanics. You yeah. Know? It's like, but, it was a reflection of something I didn't like about myself. Yeah. And thankfully I've got to do a lot of that. But there's always layers, like um, there's always layers. Yeah. I don't even know what topic we're on. <laughs> um 
I spoke about ayahuasca mm. therapy. Yeah, I it was say, that relationship that you know kept coming up. A lot of uh, there'd be a lot of plant medicine talk on these to a level of safety. our knowledge uh, and safety and with our scope. Yeah. So you said oh, ayahuasca. That sounds pretty. Intense. Intense and a big word for anyone that doesn't know what it is. I'm sure a lot of people do know what it is or have heard You've of it. At least heard of it, but might no, not actually no know that, you know, it's a plant medicine. Yeah. I was having this conversation with a girl earlier and she was like, oh, it's my job. It's like, I would love to be able to do plant medicines. And I was like, thinking about it then, I was like, sure, how about it come up in a swab? Though it's not, it's not like marijuana or cocaine or you it's know not, it's not it's honestly not something that i'm aware yeah. of whether it was, it was just a thought like yeah, when i was driving I'm i was aware. like sure how would it come up it's only a plant medicine yeah but then so is marijuana so yeah i don't really know but maybe they you, don't have the swaps for it though being like this is ayahuasca yeah, exactly. <laughs> it comes to the rainforest yeah let's go back to 2021 mm-hmm. we were doing your therapy with the mm-hmm. and then what happened I had, next? I had done my first um, psilocybin journey and then I think did we do one together? No. No, I done one in yeah. Kilkeel with you were you were my sitter. Yeah, so you had it a calling mm-hmm. to do mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You didn't just I didn't offer them to you, they didn't be like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna do that because you've done it. You had a calling, like I've done therapy, I'm doing therapy, mm-hmm. I feel like... It was a, a, a while after, I think I don't mind, in like yeah. August or something like yeah. that. And there was no rush into it. No. I think you'd heard about other podcasts and stuff and mm-hmm. heard about my experiences, so there was a calling there. Yeah. You know, you had a a guide towards it. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just willy-nilly. And then you're set. I was already, you know, sitting with cacao as well at yeah, that stage. Like I was already hard. drinking cacao before we yeah. even met. Which is a light plant medicine that's a heart yeah. opener, but it can really be tough as well. Uh, yeah. I shared the story about that one on the first episode. It was quite funny. Did you yeah. share about? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember you sharing that. Ben thought the cacao didn't work. <laughs> then I was bombed. Yeah, is it? I'm sure, <laughs> I shared that one. Maybe you did actually. Um, but yes, yeah, so you had you had a calling to do it. It wasn't yeah. just someone threw it at you. Um, yeah. You didn't take it to escape, and then you had a set mm-hmm. and setting. You know, yep. so you set your intention, yep. which whatever it was, you don't need to share. But your intention for why you're going to it wasn't. I'm gonna have fun. I'm gonna. Yeah. So it's like. Oh, it was, it's funny now thinking back to it. Can you remember my first trip? Oh yeah, <laughs> you were like seeing butterflies. And stuff. No, I was the butterfly. You well, I was a caterpillar first, and then there was an indigenous first, woman, first and um, yeah. I definitely went through metaf- metamorphosis after yeah. that. That was definitely a huge chapter for me. Yeah, it, it just felt like it was in this messy cocoon for so long. Yeah. And But I think it was like you were the messy caterpillar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, like that period of therapy and obviously yeah. going into mm-hmm. the cocoon, which was so tough. You were strangled, yeah. smothered. And, and also, were... I'm afraid of butterflies. Let's note <laughs> that part. And then, do you remember when we went away in the van and the butterfly landed yeah. on my hand and I let it? That was mad. Yeah. I was like, that couldn't happen any other no, way. No, no. So then you're, you, you, you know, you bloomed into this beautiful yeah. butterfly. And Why, thank you. See, <laughs> see so much lighter. So you had your set, you set your intention yeah. for the journey. Um, it's with the psilocybin mushrooms. And then you had a sitter. You mm-hmm. know, so you had setting, which yeah. was... In a house, nobody else was there but me, so there was nobody going to walk in and yeah. trigger you or yeah. 
there wasn't at a party mm. in each is okay but it's like is people going to come across mm-hmm. you is it going to rain <laughs> yeah. so it was a good setting you're in my house you're in my bed just lying there I had water you could for see you me. I came in every so half hour um, East Forest music mm-hmm. from Mushrooms playing a really good album oh. that's just so good like it connects you to can it can we add a little bit about my fitter versions here <laughs> Oh, me trying to eat mushrooms oh yeah um i've always struggled with food aversions i don't know that's a whole chapter in itself potentially that i haven't got to the bottom of yet but um trying to eat What's mushrooms a food aversion even now saying it i get <laughs> the Ooh, yeah so um i don't really know yeah taste taste and texture kind of thing um but you just struggle with taste, certain certain textures and taste you struggle with. More, it just like more textures, yeah. yeah. So it's... Um, like fluffies or kiwis and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I can deal with kiwis now. You know, over time we've got there. But certain yeah, the things. mushrooms, I just remember like putting them in my mouth and they're really like almost chewy, cardboardy oh, kind of thing. It depends as well though. Like now we've blended them before and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. You know, there's different ways to take them, but I just remember that was my first experience. And I was, literally, they were touching the back of my mouth and I was like, <laughs> it was not good. So it was, yeah, you had your set, your setting, you had your music, you, you, had, you knew what I were doing, you had your intention yeah. for the journey. I was like, well, I'm not going to say I'm a facilitator, but no. I was there as a, as a sort of person to watch out for you you know if yeah. you needed any prop any help to the bathroom yeah. and like that and then it was probably three or four hours yeah um i think your main thing was the butterfly wasn't it mm-hmm. and like you say three or four hours it sounds like you're gonna get loads but yeah that's probably the main thing you took yeah. out on it. and mm-hmm. my main thing for the first um was just love no. and then again like i said in the first episode a couple of weeks later i met you so it's yeah. like if anyone doubts the power of the you know plant medicines and psilocybin it's like Lisa's life has transformed she's into this butterfly and yeah. it's transformed into love and that was our first journey so yeah. it's not me endorsing that but it's like it's a very powerful tool yeah. to um, to utilise on your yeah. self development journey yeah. in a safe way I can't stress that enough like set and setting is so so important and one having an anchor to come back to like do you know who you are to yeah be like okay no I'm out of this state again yeah. like as in the, the psilocybin is out of your body and yeah. you're back to you and yeah. you can go about your day and you're back in control of your actions and your body um, I think it's also really important to note like I'm aware that I think if anyone was going to do it they should be with a facilitator yeah. and a sitter but I'm also aware that some people won't yeah. so for your and my own first journey it was only like I say only, but it was about two grams. Like, yeah. I think if especially your first journey or even up to your tenth journey, if you went like five grams, like you could get a seriously bad experience. Yeah, you've seriously tough experience that could end very psychosis or anything like early. So, yeah. I'm not recommending it. That's not my yeah. recommended dose, but just like yeah, and again right as there. well. Um, you at least have sat with yourself first. Hundred percent. Yeah. There's like, no need for plant medicines. I, I was having this conversation with a girl earlier. She was asking me about plant medicines and whatnot. And um, I you should have done at least a bit of therapy. Yeah. You know, like that was. I'd done three counselors by that stage. Yeah. Maybe you'd done two. Yeah. Until three, maybe. I was like done a bit of cacao like if you're gonna go to any plant medicine start with cacao yeah um, but don't, don't start any of them cacao in your journal is like on oh, your breath as yeah. well you know your breath we had done counseling 
breathwork a lot, cacao, journaling. A good exposure, connection relationship as well. Like we had some deep chats. Or before any near any plant medicines. And I just think it's like, I don't think it's like a tick list that you should always get mm. to. You know, it's like, oh, time to do this one, time to do this one. I'm at this level, I'm at this level. But at the same time, there is like, there's layers, you know, yeah. um, to get through. So we've done, we've done several plant medicine journeys. Mm-hmm. Our second one was together together yeah together we both took um psilocybin together in the forest that was like one of the best experiences of our lives isn't it like oh, some of the it's best mad like like there's a video of memories from it kind yeah, of thing i can yeah we were taking videos while sort of in the journey yeah. because we knew it was so powerful yeah and i just remember like i keep getting this thing sun i know that's definitely mm. a big thing for me is the sun you know you were really connected to the water and stuff mm. but the sun is obviously like a spirit guide or something for me and i remember that day the sun just shone through the trees yeah. beaming on us it couldn't have been more direct onto my face and i was just like i remember sitting like i locked to yeah, it. it's like whoa and yeah I, I remember touching the ground and just feeling electric through your hand like, yeah. such a good journey like yeah and then i remember seeing a frog in the trees yeah. and then, do you remember me crying and my eyes were like buckets yeah. i was like i've never cried this this hard or something yeah. my my face is so wet yeah. these tears are so wet i can't remember what it was but it was hilarious my eyes were so swollen um and like i that. i remember a story about being a princess in a tower and my shiny knight in armor coming to rescue yeah. me and that was ben because that's it our intention for that journey was mm-hmm. connection yeah. i think we had gone through a bit of a tough time before that um maybe, maybe i can't remember it was 20 while ago it was 2021 wasn't it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was really good connection and our relationship just flourished better after that so again mm-hmm. we had intention you know we had a really safe setting it was in a force that nobody no was going to come across it was so yeah. private like nobody was and someone knew where we were as well yeah, exactly as in on purpose just yeah. in case if we ever needed help we didn't come back or something. Yeah. we had our phones with us yeah and uh, so we got what we asked for from that journey um, and then we've done several since then but i think there's no point going through every one of them no. you mentioned ayahuasca there and that was kind of like what we were talking about 20 minutes ago was your woman's circles yeah so ayahuasca maybe you want to share how that sort of like set you free almost for the women's circle maybe? yeah so the women's circles obviously i said was a two year ago thought um but you never started through self-doubt or um yeah and I guess like waiting on someone else. Um, I had a friend that I really wanted involved with me in it, um, but just wasn't supposed to be that way. What that partly came out in the ayahuasca. So again, ayahuasca is a feminine energy. Um, and I remember the facilitator, not mention names, said it'll come into you like a snake. And even every time I think about it, I remember it like coming through my body. Yeah. Um, and she was like, and sometimes it'll, you know, just come in and bite. But oh. it was just, I remember us chatting after, and I was like, that was so gentle. Yeah. That was what I needed. Um, and I remember even the ego coming in and being like, maybe you should have took more. It should have been tougher, you know. Um, but it, I, I was happy to just sit mm. in, in the medicine of other people's energies once I had felt that I came out of the mm. medicine because I was like, I've got what I need. My ego doesn't need me to have this any harder like yeah, yeah. you know i'm fine with what i've got yeah. but as soon as it came over me the first thing i wrote down was a sister wound mm. um and what i took from that was in order to heal my sister wound 
I need a sisterhood. Um, I do have a sister that I don't have much of a relationship with. Um, and I've always longed for like the a, a group of girlfriends that were all friends. I got quite badly bullied in school. I went to an all girls school, and just always wanted that grip. And it's like not acceptance. And, yeah, you know, someone like to feel part of. Someone stick up for you. Yeah, as well, you yeah. Know? Um, my sister is older but I feel like I stuck up for her I remember um, she got into an argument one time whenever we were both in high school and I was like I'm gonna beat you <laughs> like the girl um, he was five years older than me also um, but I, yeah that was just how it was but and I, it's just creating that connection back to women yeah. you know often we're intimidated by women in their power but I'm a woman of power. Like I want to be that woman of power that also brings other women into their power. Mm. That people can say I'm intimidating, but is it, or are you just intimidated? Yeah. You know, is it a you thing and not a me thing? Yeah. Often that's the case. Um, the so thing it, I want to highlight there, sorry to jump in, is like it relates to me as well. I think a lot of people see, you know, facilitators mm. and stuff, and they think like. You're, you're better a, you're, than me. You're at the pinnacle of your journey. It's mm. like you, you started your circle because of your wound. Yeah. You know, it's like you... Not to heal them necessarily, like, to am, give them I a, a place. and I'm not going yeah. to heal other women. It's like I've ticked these boxes and I'm able yeah. to tick their boxes. It's yeah. like I've, I've done enough work on myself that I can now put myself in a space yeah. where... I can start to heal my wounds yeah. by connecting with other women. And but I told also, the women that attended that. But also, it's not it's not just a selfish thing. It's like yeah. I'm also holding a space for you to yeah. do the same. And that yeah. was exactly same in my men's circles. It's mm-hmm. like I was bullied so much as a kid. I, you know, a lot of feminine energy, like I talked about in my in my household, and I had a really negative and scary view of men. So like. What a scary thing to do for my first men's circle. 17 strangers. Mm-hmm. I think there's three of them I knew, all men, and I was 22. Like, I'm just showing That was at, the, at that time. Um, he is not 22, and I was not 29. Damn it. Um, Cougar. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, like holding space for men when yeah. I was like seeing men as a threat yeah. it's an integration of that wound for me and then likewise for you yeah you these women get, don't want me but then it's like by doing that you get you over that them. wound mm-hmm. and then you can hold the deeper space mm-hmm. again so it's like people I'll start when I'm perfect oh, I'll start when it's better it's like start whenever yeah. the columns there yeah. like start whenever you're you know start when you have when the call on, when it's know. there when it shows up and exactly. you know yeah. i've only held one women's circle so far and i do look forward to hosting more so that i get more confident and comfortable in that mm. situation um but the feedback that i had from it like yeah. i feel like i have met someone that will oh, be in my life yeah, in the future as well nice. yeah really. um women are so much more open to that sort of stuff yeah <laughs> men are like that's a class day yeah Never and i get the voice notes of people at gurna being like you changed my life <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's just crazy how connections work as well like you never know who's going to turn up at those events um and you could change their life or they could change yours um, so yeah, I look forward to holding more of those. But on the ayahuasca was definitely the sister wound and like just healing relationships with women. And that was part of obviously then doing the Kundalini as well. Was, that was an integration. Yeah. 
um, and dance. Yeah. Dance is something so I'm quite a three three big integrations. Mm-hmm. You had the what's was the women's first. Yeah. That was the Kundalini first, the Reiki first, then the women's circle, and then the dancing. Yeah. Three things that you kept in your shoulder, in your bag, yeah. in the shadow. Yeah. You brought into the light and integrated them into your life. Yeah. So part of my talking therapy is because of shame, um, because of the abusive relationship. So the dance stop and dance for that first boyfriend um and then having an abusive relationship for three and a half years not far after that to then just kind of closing everything down putting it in pandora's box to then sit with plant medicines and every time every time no matter the medicine dance 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 you You need to dance yeah i done a wee bit after a mushroom ceremony my last mushroom ceremony yeah no, no 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 um the one where we blended it up with the cacao oh yeah yeah That's right. um after that, that then i crazy. i did i went in that same week and i just put music on and i danced and i let it flow and then funny whenever i danced the second time after that i was like well i have to get this right what did i do last time the ego yeah. came in yeah yeah but i did mention i done pool 20 or whenever i was 19 um and two weeks ago i started back pole dancing but also <sighs> dancing around this um little bedroom with yeah. tunes on um and my shaky rattles shaky yeah and just shaking my hips moving my body <laughs> getting rid of any stagnant energy especially yeah. again not to go too um deep Ben has his depth, I have mine. Huh. Chakras, um, your sacral chakra is where you would hold a lot of your um, sexual trauma. And then obviously your hips as well is where you hold a lot of emotion. So mm. moving those hips for those two things is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's fun being back doing pool. Pool kisses all over the legs, I bruises mm. already. Um, but yeah, it's nice to get back dancing for sure my little inner child is happy um as much as she definitely wasn't climbing a pole um (laughs) it's still a way of movement and very much like katrina the girl that owns the studio talks about like be sexy like so Mm -hmm. many women feel shame around trying to be sexy um and again the girl i was talking to earlier she said the same thing you know a lot of shame coming up in the um when we're doing pole and it's the trying to be feminine you know Mm -hmm what does that look like how do i do it am i doing it right there's the masculine there's the ego um and we all laugh and we're like we're like robots in our head you know this is how we think we move but mm-hmm. actually whenever you look at the video and you've done you know your little combo of the night do you look damn sexy you know <laughs> it's having a bit of crack especially whenever yeah. there's a wee bit of like nelly or something on mm-hmm. you how we dance dance too it's yeah. also just like similar to my last podcast it's a stress reliever mm-hmm. it's a yeah i'm not working i'm not being responsible right now yeah. this is for me it's me and it's like time. cool water therapy in the sense you actually can't think about anything yeah. else other than climbing up the pole and not hurting yourself pole, getting it right break my neck, yeah you know? so yeah it's like i said jiu meditation you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like it's maybe quite sympathetically dominant the fight yeah. or flight response but it's still in that moment yeah so that kind of, that's a lot of your story isn't it that's, we, nah there's sure oh, there's probably plenty, parts missing but that's plenty for you all to know <laughs> so that's uh, that covers a lot of like childhood teens relationships. 20s relationships and yeah, our journey I guess yeah. it's been quite the journey and 
uh, proud to call you my fiancé. What was it, 368 days now? Something like that. Something no, like 78 that. days I can do maths in a night. Uh, next year, yeah, first of November, and mm-hmm. see Donard. Mm-hmm. That's where we met. Well, you're Newcastle. not welcome just because you heard it here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's exciting year ahead. We've got some really big uh, plans. Yeah. Um, we're maybe not going to share it all yet, but no. give you a bit there's of a big three. I turn Saturday. Yeah. We get married, and we're also opening our own business. We have. Uh, We've kind of done a lot of online stuff. Like we are both personal trainers. Um, you've gone into Kundalini Reiki. I've done in breath work. We've both run in circles. But then I think it was last. We didn't even share it in Saudi. <laughs> I was thinking that. I thought that's um, what you were about to start asking. January when we were in Saudi, we were our online business because obviously we work in in the Middle East, but we still did our online business. We merged Evolve, and we merged as Evolve. And we ran with that from about January till now. Um, I think, unfortunately, that's no longer. That's yeah. a bit of a big announcement. Evolve um, is evolving further. It, w- it would limit us to be yeah. Evolve. I think like we do love the logo we made. We love the concept Evolve yeah. every day. But the reason being, there's a lot of other Evolves out there that I kind of... I had seen them when we started up. It was like, oh, it's grand. But to me, when I started going, it will But like, they've also grown since yeah, we became exactly. involved. When we started going into trademark and stuff, there's just too much out there. So we are um, doing something completely new. And we're going to open what well, we are um, in the process of opening our own health and wellness centre. That's all we're going to say. It's going to be... Oh, it's, it's really... It's exciting. It's really exciting. Like it's one of a kind. There's nothing else like it. There really isn't. It's not just a gym. Um, it's a really all-inclusive health and wellness centre in Belfast. But that's all we're going to say for now. So watch this space. Yeah. Do we share a bit, Saudi? Do we talk about it? Go on. We've got a bit of time. So uh, yeah, we obviously. I think in my first, well, I talked about Saudi in my episodes, but yeah. we went to Thailand. Mm-hmm. Owen Lacey sent me a voice note, offered us the job, offered me the job. No, he you. said you and your lovely wife to be. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and but only only Ben inquired about Ben when Ben inquired. At <laughs> least <laughs> thought I was going to leave her and then try to leave. Stay lie. Whatever. <laughs> lie, leave. Leave. So. Um, I got, remember I got the job. I remember you being contacted back about the job. Yeah, um, um, some spa. No. I was on the back of the moped going to do my mushroom journey in Thailand. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there was this Was it Adam or Alan reached Alan. Alan reached out to me. Yeah. That's right. This, um, this message popped up and I seen the photo and I was like, Who the fuck's that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got a job in Saudi and then after I got it I asked um our manager, what about Lisa? Could she come to This was before you got to study that we were still in Thailand. Yeah, we were in Thailand. As in we got offered the job, we, not, we, not we, got the job. We had received a confirmed job when we were still mm. in Thailand. And we were like, nothing to go back to. We were in such a transition period in our life. Yeah. So we went to Saudi Arabia to work in a VIP health club. It's mad. So cool. Amazing experience. Um, I think... 
Well, share a bit about it, but like not mad about it. No. It was really, really, um, it was cool to do together. Such a relationship growth going out there together, wasn't mm. it? Like, we if went, we didn't kill each other, then we'll be all right. <laughs> we Work the, together, live together in a box bedroom, honestly. Together, so yeah. it was like literally Thailand, and then eight months inside, barely left her side. Like, no. we had the odd shift on our own and stuff, but yeah, so we got off a pretty good package. We flights were paid for, apartment was paid for, decent uh, salary job, and it was really cool. Um, you were mainly training women, I was mainly training men, not exclusively, no. but that was just the way it was. Yeah, it was, it was I remember even doing our interview, and I, you were like, don't say you just train women. But actually, thinking about how KSA works, it's yeah. the fact that, you know, men and women are typically separated yeah. and you know only women will see women mm. um in the sense without their abaya and stuff um so yeah i did end up event like just coaching women really, yeah. like, you know like i'm a female specialist it's like yeah. great you, yeah you, they needed more female coaches yeah. if anything like it's more like, than me again and it's, it's becoming a lot um easier to attract people to work in Saudi now but mm. like back you know then yeah especially we were working in one of the own well the, no the, the only first, the first mixed, mixed gym. gym in Saudi Arabia it's, there's a getting better or say better it's getting more mixed now but mm. um so you're mainly coaching women I was mainly coaching men and Set, met some really lovely people yeah really cool people like some really cool coaches inspiring people, people. I still talk to had a call on the other day um, yeah and yeah, amazing, amazing contacts. I think it started to sort of maybe go downhill a wee bit for us. Um, like, I guess there was a big shift in the business. Yeah, we were coming into it. We kind of came into a big shift, I think, you know. Yeah, the first few months. was amazing. Was, yeah, it was definitely good. Christmas was tough. Yeah, for Christmas Day. Yeah, um, so Christmas fell on the first day of the working week for them. Yeah, and way. obviously they're a Muslim country, so they don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, on the first working day of the week, I used to work a 13-hour shift. You were on half day, weren't you? No, I had the longest day yeah. yet. I, I remember doing like... It was like 10 PTs in a row. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I actually forgot to book my breaks originally um, and they'd booked all 13 hours back to back. And every time I used to see a notification come up on my phone being cancellation 25th of the 12th, I was like, break. (laughs) I was like, I'm not doing 13 PT sessions back to back. This girl got to eat. Christmas Eve, we did Christmas, Christmas dinner. Christmas Eve, Eve, we had a party. We had 23rd, we had a party. 24th, we had a miserable Christmas dinner. Yeah, just or three of us. Christmas Day, it was miserable. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, we got to go home in January for a visa renewal. I think after that, like, it started to go downhill. We were like, once we got did, home, yeah. we were like... But that was it, when it was there, like, there was a lot of new coaches come in yeah, at that stage too. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like Saudi socks around. It was like, when we got home, we'd seen the nature and all mm-hmm. again, it was like... Me living out there in a concrete uh, compound, driving crazy roads to work, working on a have compound. to be layered up, can't have my yeah. shoulders out. Working in an underground gym, mm-hmm. and then your days off, you walk around the local mall. Like it just didn't. We realized once we got home, it doesn't match our values. Yeah. Like it, it was a real conflict to our values of nature, women's and men's circles. Actually, I was running my men's circles, but mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, every I time you came home, you were trying to them. get one. Uh, silly things I wanted to start this podcast tried to do it out there yeah the you brought all so the stuff with you know? equipment design yeah and uh, the Wi-Fi. so it's just a lot of things like I think from January on we're just starting to realise it doesn't match our values mm-hmm. went back 
we kept trying to remind ourselves why we were there as well like part of why we were there was in order to save up for opening our wellness center um but instead we kind of felt like we were fulfilling other people's missions and dreams and you know as I don't know. We never really got totally busy out there. It no, was strange, wasn't it? Yeah, we were never like fully booked all the like, time. Like there was coaches come in after us and some of them were more booked than we were. Yeah. And we kind of took it as a blessing that we studied a lot in that yeah. time. But it also was like, we should be at home um, fulfilling our own dreams. Yeah. And it definitely became then what we were doing in our mind. Yeah, we were like, we should be at home. This doesn't match our values. You know, we're not like, getting busy. We could have like, we definitely could have like, change our perspective and we I think yeah. we tried quite a lot though. Oh we did. It was like it was just pure what we call mental masturbation. Yeah. It was like, oh but I could be home, I could be doing this or what are the circles, what about the mountains, what about my dog? We've mm-hmm. got a we had two cars sitting at home on yeah. finance. Yeah. We had a house and empty. Yeah. So I think from like January to well, we had another holiday booked home at the end of April. I think as well Grand had got quite poorly at yeah. Christmas, which was a, a right. bit of a turn for us that way mm-hmm. um i did speak to our manager at the time you know if needed um you know you know if my granddad needed me home that they would sort it out kind of thing and they did mm-hmm. you know say that but thankfully granda pulled through mm-hmm. um yeah but long story i think we started to just dislike it um yeah we eventually we got home for a holiday in end of april start end of april and through may and that was a confirmation i want to go home like i wrote my resignation letter and then went back knowing that we were going to leave yeah um and i just kind of went a bit mad from there um i think you know to be fully taken ownership we had signed a a one-year contract which is like okay this is your contract but then like I think from our point of view rules are made to be broken like when you're really unhappy like which we really were we were kind of asked to leave and then it was kind of back and forth wasn't it like mm. it was a wee bit of an emotional roller coaster on our part and their part that the know, thing is if we were in this country and we had signed a job contract you just wouldn't show up if you didn't love the job exactly the problem yeah. was we were halfway across the world exactly. in a country that was quite strict yeah and um, then we asked to leave said you can and then they said you can't and they said you can then you can't to know that you have handed in your resignation letter mm-hmm. to know you don't want to be somewhere and being told you can't go home yeah is like what the hell like and the thing is is like everyone else was like just go yeah. just go everyone was like just go and we're like oh you know so it's like to some extent it was the best decision we ever made totally. like we totally. would still be there now yeah totally yeah it'd be our last two weeks i think yeah um but best decision we ever made leaving uh came home in july things have flourished for us then for since then still friends with our manager yeah who's now left as well i don't think that we really burnt any bridges no my line manager left my manager fitness fitness manager manager left and now so many staff members not even just the fitness team said company is just going through a real transition yeah and hopefully they find their feet but we just it's mad like how that happened though because i came into the gym that i worked in in australia the exact same scenario Mm. i don't know how this happened to me but i went to australia went to the exact same sort of transitionary company 
and then same in uh, the Saturdays one. So I mean, that's a pattern of mine. Who knows? Let's not make it. But um, yeah, so really ex- phenomenal year. Met some really cool people. Very challenging year emotionally oh, and mentally, yeah. like for us. Um, we got engaged uh, in the middle of got, it, yeah. which again was also almost like an emotional roller coaster because because yeah, it was such a good time. It was up yeah. back in Ireland in May on our holiday, and we're like we went, we went back to Saudi like ten days later, and it was like, oh, where's the engagement bubble gone? Yeah, because we went back to the yeah. the the stress of going them up again. Going back to no one year grand, that was like very poorly, and we're yeah. like, is he on his deathbed? Yeah. You know? Still touch and go, <laughs> but know, thankfully every day is a lesson so far. You know, there's, yeah, so it was a tough time, but it's made us grow a lot. Yeah. We've got some phenomenal connections out of it, phenomenal life experience out of it. Yeah. And I think it's only, it's only made us stronger. Yeah. Um, and now we're on a real mission. A mission is right, doesn't it? Yeah, it's a real mission. Like it's, it is stressful. Like you know, all guns really blazing. It's really it can be stressful, but we're yeah. utilizing the tools where we can. Mm-hmm. Utilizing them, we've made our own like pact with each other, each other. Yeah. Like this is gonna be tough. Yeah. But we, how can we come back to each other? Yeah. How can we? Where's our anchor our as anchor? a relationship? So we've got our new our new tapper talk on it, which is a different thing. Yeah. Like we said earlier, but um, I think we'll close down this space. Yeah. Um, Gonna end it on a question. Oh damn! <laughs> what is one thing that you'd probably like like to go back and share with your younger self? Um, it could be an age around that sort of nineteen, any sort of age around that time where you were sort of going through struggles. What would you say to yourself, or what support would you give her? It's on the wall. Mm. The universe has my back. I can never fail. That's a whiteboard. I've never, never wiped that off. I know, so and powerful. I, um, I remember there was other stuff on the whiteboard mm-hmm. when you took over this wee room for your workspace, and um, I noticed you didn't wipe it off, and uh-huh. it it meant a lot to me that you didn't. Um, and it's something I say to all of my friends anytime something tough comes up. The universe always has your back. You can never fail. Where did you first learn that? I have no idea. But I just it's. It's just always, it's true. Like, yeah, life is always working out for you. Like, Not if you, you, yeah, if something's going wrong, it's going wrong a for a reason. Like, like you know, you can find a higher power in it. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. I remember going through a really shitty time and, um, someone said to me, um, I'm not religious by the way, but they said to me that, God is removing this person from your life for a reason. Mm. And there was a wee quote that went with it. It was like, oh, darling, ducky behind your ears are mucky. <laughs> um, and it was to do with like, you don't know what people are saying behind your back kind of thing. And that's mm. why they were removing them from my life. Um, and I thank God that day because I was like, I, I needed that person removed from my life. And as hard and as horrible as that time of my life was, the universe had my back. Oh, the universe always has it back. I can never feel. Yeah. Boom.